Welcome to the Sport of Business podcast, powered by 321GO Project. Name one of 2015's forward thinkers by Entrepreneur Magazine. 321GO Project provides business coaching, online marketing, branding, and education for the fitness entrepreneur. For more, visit 321GOProject.com. friends welcome to this week's episode of the sport of business podcast before we get rolling um i just want to ask you guys once again head over to itunes or stitcher if you haven't yet um please subscribe to this show i was just actually looking ahead at the calendar of guests that we have coming up and they are rock solid so i would hate for you guys to miss any of the guests we have coming up that are going to deliver some pretty solid tactics you guys can really uh, use to turn around and use this week and begin to kind of crush your business a little bit. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. So don't miss out, guys. Head over to iTunes. Subscribe. While you're subscribing, uh, please throw us a review. Uh, This really kind of helps us bring this show to more people, deliver more content. And and again, the show... uh, always has been and always will be free to you guys. Uh, I love doing it. I love hopping on the phone, actually, and and talking to some gym owners and kind of knowing that they have gotten some value, actually made some money based off of the things that that we chat about on this podcast. So uh, again, it means the world to me, guys. Head over, uh, throw a review, and as always, let me know what you'd like to hear about. Uh, Any guests you'd like to hear from, uh, we'll by all means, uh, get them on the show. So today's episode was originally titled uh, Paying Staff, and I was trying to kind of frame this in a much larger context of what it actually means to invest in other people through your business. And I have sort of arrived at, and obviously have changed the name of the episode, to investing in your staff. And, And the reason is I want to kind of talk about pay structures, different pay models that are out there, uh, and maybe begin to help you formulate a plan to evolve your pay structure. Um, But before we do so, one thing that I want to make really clear is that, honestly, guys, like paying your staff uh, should be probably the best part of of your week. Uh, You should really feel, I mean, more so than anything, like any piece of equipment it's it's kind of funny. I was actually just having this conversation uh, with one of my coaches today about, well, okay, well, what equipment? What's our big equipment purchases in 2016? What are some great investments that we can make? And we're talking about like, you know, uh, sleds or aerosol bikes or slam, like all these different things that you can think about investing in. And knowing that investment indicates a return on that investment. So the idea is like every dollar I put in, I get more than a dollar out of what I put into it. And and honestly, guys, nothing should be, you know, this should be the case, especially with your staff. Like every dollar put into staffing and development of your staff should yield, I mean, honestly should yield like three, four, five times investment on what you put into people. The money that you spend to to develop and pay your staff should yield great returns for you. So I want to kind of frame it in that in that sense. Like you're investing in people. You're giving people opportunities and and oftentimes these investments 
come as both you know a cash investment, a salary, uh, or paying per class, paying per head, whatever model you want to use, which we'll dig into a little bit more here in a second. But uh, this should be viewed as an investment in the long-term health of your business. There are a lot of ways that you can go about motivating staff and investing your time in them. Uh, you know, taking a chance to listen, get feedback. These are all really important things that you can begin to explore. And I was really excited. If you guys missed episode 40, last week's episode, uh, go back and listen to that now. I mean, we had a pretty robust discussion around the, the culture of your gym. And I think that when we think when we begin to frame uh, staff compensation, it's important to remember that just as just as meaningful as like the dollar figure of the paycheck that you're signing is time that you invest in them, opportunities in the future. Like you as business owners, you know that for the entrepreneur or somebody that's entrepreneurial minded, which is kind of ideally what we would want in a staff is that hope and development, like these things are just as important as cash. So think about it. When we talk about like, you know, I'm going to talk about some different pay structures that most gyms go through the evolution of developing, but realize that your ability to provide ongoing opportunity and uh, yeah, is that's honestly just as important as money. So, Put that in the back of your head. Again, I want you to think about each paycheck is an investment in your business that we expect to see a great return on. So let's talk about the evolution of most gyms' pay structure. And without getting too in the weeds on some math, I want to keep this very high level. Uh, there's obviously plenty other content that we have on our website that you can begin to explore. This is definitely part of an ongoing discussion. In fact, I'm going to talk with our resident tax expert uh, in a couple weeks regarding uh, compensation structures for your staff and how to, about, how to go about approaching that from a tax perspective. So stay tuned for that. Most gym, actually, you know what? Most small businesses in general, uh, their staff pay model basically begins with friends and family, um, just out of goodwill uh, working for you. I think a lot of us that have opened our gym uh, definitely called in a lot of favors from the outset. I, I know uh, uh, for me, in, in my gym, I am in a very old building, about a 100-year-old building, and hanging up our wall-mounted rigs was a complete nightmare. Uh, and thankfully, we, we had a friend who was a member of the gym that uh, sort of worked in construction management, and he sort of oversaw this entire nightmarish process. And I don't think that that story is unique by any means. I think that a lot of us, you know, called on our friends or people that we've trained or, or you know, trusted advisors to kind of help us along the way, be it in, you know, tax advice, legal advice, construction, I mean, hell, moving around those 80-pound horse stall mats. Uh, you know, I, I would venture to guess is that the outside of your business, you weren't paying somebody a prevailing wage to do all of these things. So when you think about, evolving 
your gym's uh, ability to invest in people, uh, I don't think that you should beat yourself up. There's plenty of claims everywhere of these just crazy compensation packages that coaches are getting. Uh, but just realize, like, your evolution, wherever you are now in this, is completely cool. And, and again, we're just kind of looking to build upon the the foundation that you've laid. So kind of our first uh, model of of compensation is a swap. And I think a lot of gyms have, you know, mine included. I've er, in my early days I was swapping classes for membership. And and every gym owner uh understands that that has its logical endpoint. So there becomes a time when uh if you're swapping for membership that's probably not somebody's given career choice. And you know the quality of coaching may be great at the outset but but ultimately without opportunity without sort of a focus on the horizon what's ahead how can i develop there's not a lot of encouragement for members that are swapping coaching for membership to begin to develop their skills of course there are exceptions to this rule but again this comes down to what do you want out of your business? Do you want to professionalize the business? Do you want to give professional opportunities to coaches? Do you want to go on several vacations a year? Like, Figure out what you want and then realize that perhaps the swapping model has a logical end in sight. And those of you that are at a point in your business where you're thinking about swapping membership for coaching, that's awesome. My recommendation is that you're very clear on the expectations. And if you want to take that a step further, of course, this has got to go in writing. Um, it absolutely has to go in writing. Uh, and then, And then you know what? If you want to take that a step further, I really like this idea of almost, you know, working off your membership. So, you know, set a per class rate and then exchange value for value for this membership. So, you know, let's say you have a $200 a month membership and your starting rate for coaches is 20 bucks a class. Awesome. Each time that you coach a class, 20 bucks off that membership. And if there's a delta, one of you owes each other something that is a part of that delta. You know, that in my mind, that's a very easy way for you to then take that next evolution of pay structure. So moving from a swap, if you set the precedent that uh, each class has a value assigned to it and each month in your gym also has a value assigned to it, uh, it's easy to kind of evolve from there. And here's what I mean by that. So uh, let's say you swap and you do 20 bucks, 25 bucks, 30 bucks a class, whatever your rate is, and you reduce that off of a membership. Then what you can do is when you have the revenues to begin to bring people on, you can then give this member an opportunity to either engage and coach more and get paid more. You can offer them their membership free as a perk. Uh, you can also ask them, hey, do you want to make a career out of this? Here's a path to do so. But if there's clear expectations and a clear rate set, then there's never any confusion as to who owes what to whom. I think that makes sense. Moving on from that model, 
I kind of hit on this, is your per class rate. And that's a great first step in your gym's, you know, evolution of compensation, for lack of a better term. So this is probably the most straightforward compensation model there is. You know, coaching one hour-long class, here are the duties for coaching that class, here's the job description, here's your contract, and you get paid X amount of dollars for that class. Pretty straightforward, right? Not a lot of confusion there. So secondly, I, I, I'm going to put a button in this. I'm just going to make a note on this per class rate because I want to talk about some ways uh, in, in sort of the second half of this show. We're going to talk about some strategies you can use to begin to bridge that gap uh, to further professionalize things. So I want to cover on something that we talk about a lot in our, in our uh, business coaching and in our business foundations course, and that is the four-ninths model of pay. So the four-ninths model is essentially breaks every bit of gross revenue that comes into your gym into nine pieces or $9. And so what we're looking at is two-ninths. So, I mean, if we want to break this down by percentage, that's fine too. So we're looking at 22% is fixed costs minus salaries. Uh, 33% is your profit margin. We want that right on the top. And then 44% or four-ninths. Again, these are kind of just rough numbers. Um, but four-ninths, four out of every $9 is dedicated to um, paying your staff. So what this looks like is let's say you have a personal training client. So whatever that personal training client paid gross to be in that one-hour session, that coach gets paid four-ninths of that, or about 44% of that goes to the coach. Additionally, if you want to apply this to a specialty program, uh, so let's say you have a, let's call it a ski prep. No, we're actually getting out of winter. So let's call it like a uh, a hiking prep. So you're in, you're in the middle of the mountains and you're getting into hiking season. And let's say you put together some kind of uh, strength program to maximize hiking in your you know in your sort of corner of the mountains. So uh, we we charge for this specialty class, and the coach is in charge of programming, uh, managing this specialty class. They're in charge of talking it up to your membership, how awesome hiking season is going to be this year because of this specialty class. And the coach sells the heck out of it. And they get paid four-ninths of all of the gross revenue that you have coming in for this specialty class. And they can make who knows? They could make 20 bucks an hour, 20 bucks a class, or they could make 75 bucks a class. It really uh, puts it, it puts opportunity in their hands to make more money through this specialty class. An awesome benefit of the four-ninths model for specialty classes is that compensation is built into it. So, like I said before, you've got your profit margin. We're looking to uh, maintain that 33% margin. That's built in. Your fixed costs are built in. And then compensation to staff are built in. So, without impacting your month-to-month cash flows... You've got great compensation opportunities built in to this pay model. It's the four-ninths. Another option 
for compensation. So let's say you present four ninths to one of your coaches and you break down, you show them $9 and this always works well visually. So you show your coach $9, you show them where, you know, two ninths of it goes, where three ninths of it goes, and then show them that the lion's share, the four ninths goes to them. And they said, Mm, okay, I don't like that model. Uh, I would rather keep a, a bigger chunk for myself. Uh, and so also another option that you have, and I'm going to, between you and me, this is one that most coaches rarely take when presented to them. But uh, what you can do is you can actually, you know, get into your books, QuickBooks, or however you used to manage these things, and actually look at what your fixed recurring monthly costs are. So in this model, what that two-ninths is. And, of course, for use of your space, like I said before, we always want to maintain our 33% margin. So then what we can do is say, cool, um, if you want to keep anything off the top, here's what it costs to run this space for an hour. And, and how you would figure that out is you would just... Go into your books and add up all of your fixed costs for the month, and you would add your profit margin on top of that, and then you would just divide it by the number of hours that you're in operation. And if you haven't yet, guys, this is a great number to know. Again, we're looking to break down what our cost per hour is in our gym. And if you're listening to this, it's probably a good point to pause that, dig into your books, and find this number. It's, it's the cost per hour to run your gym. So one of the questions that we get asked all the time, uh, probably second to how do I get more people in the door? How do I get more members? The second most asked question is typically how should I or what should I charge for fill in the blank? If you're armed with this per hour cost to run your business, these decisions are super easy. You almost know like instinctively uh, what opportunities to say yes to. So bringing this all back around to paying staff, you can absolutely give people this option and say, well, here's what an hour in this space costs. And if you feel like you could generate way more business than what four-ninths would pay you out, then by all means, cut me a check for the number of hours that you want to use the space and everything on top of that you keep. This is a great option. If you have the, obviously, if you have the flexibility in, in your, your lease to be able to do something like this, these are great options uh, to do. So it's sort of like, a, you know, kind of like some hair salons are set up this way where you, you know, you pay for your, your booth right there and, um, and you know, you keep everything else and you, you pay the house for the booth. So again, this is something that is rarely taken advantage of, but it's a good opportunity to illustrate to your staff just how expensive it can be per hour to run a gym. At the very least, we're just kind of illuminating these figures for our staff. So the last kind of model that we're looking at for paying for the staff, and this is really diving into some serious uh, CEO territory, which I absolutely love. So again, as we're looking to 
professionalize our business, as you're wanting to, you know, actually maybe build a bigger family, take on more vacation, uh, a good thing that you can begin to do is pay for extra duties as they come up. I really like, um, I don't even have, I'll just come up with a name for it right now. We'll call it the building blocks model. So, um, building blocks essentially says that you package up the extra duties in your gym, assign a job description, and a flat pay rate to the completion of those duties. Uh, bonus points if you have a checklist, so things are very clear between you and your employees. And the employees can choose to take on these tasks or they can choose to do away with these tasks. And so really what we're giving our what we're giving our employees the opportunity to do here is build their perfect day. We're giving them the opportunity to take on duties that resonate with their goals. And they can hire, you know, we can hire them for duties and we can fire them from duties without losing good employees. And and just sit on this. Let this one marinate for a little bit because this could be really powerful. You probably have coaches that are like media rock stars. Like they're awesome on social media. They're great with creating video content. They really understand how blogs work. They write things that people want to read and resonate with them. And maybe they also suck at cleaning the bathroom. So, awesome. We just create two duties right there. So, Cleaning the bathrooms is a building block. Uh, Creating content every month is a building block. And each of those has a job description, duties, checklists, and a pay rate. And you can interview for this job. You can get hired for this job. And you can also get fired from this job without needing to get fired from the company. And that, I think, is a really powerful way to begin to professionalize your business through what is known as kind of a, uh, I guess you could consider this like a results only work environment. So I say, okay, well, I expect you to make a Facebook post every day, uh, one piece of original blog content a week, one uh, piece of video content that is less than two minutes per week. I need you to upload that to YouTube or Vimeo embed that player on the website, post that blog content, um, share that blog content on Facebook, like create these checklists. And if somebody gets to, if somebody begins to develop the content and they come up to you and they're like, you know, boss, I frankly hate doing this content. I don't want to do it anymore. I would like to give this up. Do you have, are there any other, is there another building block that I can put on top of my job that maybe I feel more passionate about? So maybe that's programming, uh, or maybe that's doing coaches evaluations every month, or maybe that's scrubbing the floors, cleaning the bathrooms. Maybe that's working the front desk at night. I mean, whatever it is, you can think of a million things that would improve member experience that you can attach a job description to. So strategies to begin to professionalize your your compensation or your investment structure in your staff. The first one that I love is giving somebody ownership of something that has its own stream of income. So I already hit on this. We're talking specialty programs, 
personal training, uh, your foundations, on-ramp, fundamentals, elements, whatever you call it, giving somebody ownership of those programs is a solid way to begin to invest in your staff. So the great thing about this uh, tactic is that you don't need to find extra revenues to hire staff. These programs, by giving somebody ownership of it, the uh, the monies paid to staff are built in to the income from the program. And that's a, I mean, that's solid. Imagine it. Like, so like we said, in the four ninths model, $9 come in, $3 go into your operating capital, $2 go into your fixed costs, and $4 go to your staff. It's the entire budget is built into the model. So, by giving somebody ownership of a program, all of these things are built in. You don't need to restrict cash flows month over month to bring on talented staff. It allows them to really mature into a position. So think about a couple programs that you currently have. Uh, and it, and again, as the business owner, hey, if you guys want to coach every single class, coach every PT session, uh, do every intro with every fundamentals person that comes in, by all means, do that. I don't want to force um, any sort of perfect day upon anybody. But if it's if you realize, gosh, I need to really cut down on my coaching. I, I don't have time to think about my marketing plan for the year. Uh, I have not reconciled QuickBooks this month. Uh, if, if these things are starting to feel like it's too much, Giving somebody ownership of a program and paying them based off of the performance of that program is a very motivating thing for your staff and for you as a business owner in its infancy, you're able to have built-in cash flows to pay for these things. Um, extra duties. So another uh, tactic for paying staff, the extra duties, that building block model that I talked about. So I like to think about it as sort of profitability plus. So as, as a business is growing, I mean, obviously we really want to break even. We want to hit the point of profitability. And then we begin to think about moving on to higher value roles. You as a business owner becoming not necessarily the manager, but now looking to become the CEO. And so identify a few areas. Attach a dollar figure to something that is not a part of your perfect day. So cleaning the toilets, if that's not a part of your perfect day, that needs a dollar figure attached to it. So at the point that you hit profitability in your business, boom, that job is ready to hire somebody. You've got a job description, duties, checklists, and compensation attached to it. You hit profitability, it's time for you to move on to something of higher value, something that will generate a greater return in your investment, and boom, the duty is built in. You begin to pay somebody for it. Uh, and then as you begin to evolve, kind of the first evolution in your pay structure is obviously developing a per-class rate with opportunities to advance with additional certifications. Uh, you can even get creative with your compensation structure where maybe a certain amount of seminars are paid for a year, or maybe you'll pay for one of your coaches to go do an internship somewhere. Uh, think about different creative ways to keep people motivated in your business. 
And then lastly, another model is the per head rate. So uh, this, the per head rate presupposes something that is really important for you to grasp before adopting it. So before you adopt a per head rate in class, I want you to make sure that in fact your other budgetary items are in line. So the first budgetary item we always want to make sure that we're hitting is our profit margin. So without profit, you'll never be able to buy back your time. You'll never be able to help more people, nor will you be able to grow your business. So make sure you're covering that profit margin. 33% is, uh, is going to be our goal. The second thing that that presupposes is our 22% fixed operating costs. So I'm talking things like, you know, your average utilities, your lease, your uh, member management software, your uh, credit card, your, you know, your average credit card rates, things like that. So uh, everything minus salaries go into that fixed cost. And if, if those things, if those two numbers are on point, then your business is at a great opportunity to go to the per head um, compensation model. But if that, you know, if that equation is off balance, so let's say your operating costs are too high, or let's say you're not covering a profit margin yet, um, by paying out the four ninths per head, you're going to be overextending yourself on that spot. So again, this comes back to thinking of creative ways to provide opportunity, to provide hope, to provide entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurialism for your coaches uh, without overextending yourself. And then I'll go back to things like specialty programs, uh, giving somebody ownership of your on-ramp program, giving somebody a steady stream of personal training clients, allow you to sort of buffer your transition from a per-class rate to a per-head rate. So, Guys, I know we went a little long with today's episode because there was a lot to unpack in here. I'm actually going to be following this up with some written content around it because uh, anytime we begin to kind of dive into numbers and percentages and and you know per hour costs and things like that, it, it gets very convoluted uh, with our audio. But the biggest takeaway I would like you to have from here is to understand that a dollar invested in good staff is a dollar well spent. Uh, honestly, if you've got enough equipment to run 90% of your workouts, 90% of your days, this is a great opportunity to begin to invest in, in your human capital, in your staff, and, and to begin to provide opportunities for them to become uh, spokespeople for your gym. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe. Do not miss any of the guests that we have coming up because they will be uh, some of the most valuable episodes that we've come out with to date. Uh, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Again, iTunes, subscribe. You can find us on Stitcher. Uh, if you get a free moment right now, please uh, leave us a review, and we'll talk to you next week. 